It is freaking 2021. Holy shit. What a freaking crazy 2020. I am so glad it's over. You know what I was thinking about? I was what, nine or something? Yeah, I was nine when 2000 happened. But I remember like the new millennium was such a oh big freaking God. deal. Remember we did the grapes? Yes, with exactly. Caesar. He had just come, right? And so we were living on that apartment on Freeland. It was just me and you. Johnny wasn't born yet. None of our other brothers and sisters were born yet. We was the only two. And I remember that was like a huge deal for everybody. We had a really big party in that apartment. Oh, yeah. They were all, we had all our family over and stuff. That is fucking insane. And, and now to we're think, in 2021. It's been 21 years since then. That is in, it, it, it is insane to me how hap- excited everybody was for 2020. <laughs> and then <laughs> this is like, dude, year. no, I remember New Year's Day is when they ended up sending like a thousand troops out to oh, like shit. Iraq or something. Do you no, remember that? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it was right. New Year's we were Day looking at World War Three yes. or something for a second there. All the memes in January the were about World War Three. It was just then Kobe passed away. Right, Kobe passed. At the, and then like the whole girl dad thing was born, which I thought was really I fucking loved it, cool yeah. though. And then I mean, we lost so many people in February, and then March comes the fucking pandemic, the pandemic. and then pretty much shed everybody into a shit show. Black Lives Matter movement. Yes, I mean we had the it's always been there, but it was a big. Yeah, we had the fucking election this year. The election. We've been, you know what? I mean, now being on the, I mean, well, at the time that we're recording this, right? Like, we will have had so much. For those that don't know, we lost our dog, our family dog. Oh my god! The yeah. day before Christmas Eve, I mean, it's just it was filled with so much. Twenty twenty was filled with way too much stuff that it we can't even get been into. A crazy year, and while I want to go into this new year optimistic, I know that there's still lingering lingering effects from twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's hard to be things actually, to heal from. Yes, exactly. You know what I think is is another thing that I think is super crazy now that I'm thinking about it. By the way, can I just say that this like setup is so much more relaxed, right? Yeah, right. Like I feel like I'm so I much feel like more we chill. Can, like talk more instead of staring at the screen. Yeah, exactly. Just for those that don't know, because y'all aren't here, we actually are going to start adding visual to our podcast. But we changed up our podcast equipment, so um, we have mics in our hands now. So when y'all see us looking like Ariana I got my Grande, feet kicked up and. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice not having to worry about that arm, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then making sure I'm, like, close enough and, yeah. like, the pop filter. This has a natural pop filter, so that's fucking yeah. cool. Um, dude, we're getting old as fuck. Dude, I just turned I 28. Fuck, Can you believe you could say, like, oh, yeah, I remember the new millennium. That was 20-something God, years ago. we are so old. Holy shit. Well, for those that are here for the first time... I am Bianca, and I'm a work-at-home mom to two littles. And I'm Crystal, a stay-at-home mom to two littles, and you're listening to the Messy Buns Coffee Runs podcast. This is a no-bullshit girl talk through all things mamahood and lifestyle, where there's a space for everyone. Cue, Cue the, the music! music! <laughs> R.I.P. to your headphones. <laughs> We're the worst. Dude. Last time that we talked about it, the last episode that they had listened to, we were talking about family goals. We were talking about goals in the new year and the importance of writing goals out and stuff. Just it's a, it's a general theme around the new year, right? It's oh, just absolutely. talking about new, new year, goals. new me. Yeah, smashing your goals in silence, like you know all those memes tell you Love to do. Love it. Well, okay, I'm gonna say something at the risk of sounding like completely and totally obvious, and someone's probably gonna be out there listening like no fucking shit, bitch. But, um. I feel like naturally when you become an adult, right? And and this goes between becoming an adult with no children or even having children, especially is we tend to correct or overcorrect the things that we feel like Mm, we're lacking, right? Yes. Which is the entire point of making goals. You felt like you gained weight in 2020. So you're like, my goal is to lose the weight. Um, We all tend to set goals that are more, that have to do with what we feel like we're doing wrong, right? Yeah. We 
overcorrect or we correct just enough. But I heard this guy talk about how when you're making goals, try not to set them in a negative um in a negative way because you're being unspecific, right? So like, uh, I hate, I don't want to be that person that's overindulging in food this year, right? Yeah. Okay, but then what do you want? You need to be more specific so they the need to be positive. achievable goals? Exactly, and, and they need to be a positive because a broad. positive lets you know what you're going for, right? Yeah. So I was thinking about this. Like, if what we're doing is, is setting goals for the new year and it has to do with correcting behavior or correcting whatever we didn't like, I think a big thing that I think I've told you about was like for us, we've definitely realized in 2020 what we want to correct for Julio and I, at least in our marriage is, is the amount of time that we spend together. Oh yeah. Um, big time date nights are our new Holy grail now. So let me tell you before we get into Love it, a really nights. fucking funny story. And I'm probably totally exposing myself. Oh my this. God. Do I so, know the story? I think I do. <laughs> yes. Tell it. Anyways, Monday we decided we were going to do a day date because we were going to be out already and it happened to be freaking raining. So we're like, Oh my God, how romantic. Right. Uh huh. Cute. So we were all dressed up, ready for this day date. We go to freaking Target. And I was like, I got like gift cards for Christmas. So I was like, I, you know, I'm going to be blowing them some blowing money at Target or whatever. So we go to Target. We had the best freaking fun time at Target. And then we're like, oh, you know what's be perfect right now? Because when we go um, on day nights, we t because everything's been closed, right? So we have been going to the beach a lot. We usually get food, go to the beach and watch a show or something in complete yeah. peace. So we had decided, you know what we had, we were already at the Cerritos mall, like by there at that target. So I was like, damn, we haven't had Korean barbecue in like forever. And we saw that, that Jen was so delivering. Good. Oh, Bianca was so fucking good. Mm. We, so we ordered takeout and we head to the beach, dude, fucking delicious. It was like the taste that oh, I didn't realize I fucking stop. needed. The bulgogi, no, the brisket, the rice, you know, like rice paper. so fucking bomb. Mm. Right. And they did such a good job with like all the sides and stuff. So then cute side note, as we get to the beach, it's raining. We're watching. We started watching the show, which we're like totally obsessed with now. It's called the undoing or whatever. It's mm -hmm. so good. Um, but it was so cute, right? We're enjoying this day and generally enjoying each other's company. And then there's this older couple that pulls up next to us and they're a much, much older couple. And they were in their car eating food, watching a movie as well. So we're Aww. like, dude, this is so going to be us in 20 years. Like That's whatever, cute. whatever. Well, perfect date. The rain is going. We're like, all right, time to go home to our babies now. Relieve, you know, my mother-in-law. And I'm telling him, I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom, but I'm good. Like, I can hold it till we get home. We're literally only like 15 minutes away from home. <laughs> well, I haven't had cream barbecue in like months probably yeah. at this point. And I swear we're like around the corner from the <laughs> fucking house. And I tell him, I go, I start fucking sweating. I was like, hey, are you hot? <laughs> he was like, uh, uh, I yeah, didn't want to tell him. <laughs> he didn't want to tell me because we were in dead silence. And I was like, you need to fucking hit the gas. And we were at a red light. He's like, he goes, dude, I got to shit my pants too. Uh, and I told him, I was like this TMI trigger warning, but like I was so I fly out to him. I was like, I'm going to shit my fucking self <laughs> if you don't hurry the fuck up. <laughs> and he's like, me so too. Every man wants to hear on date night. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was telling you, right? I was like, things are going to get hot and heavy tonight. The perfect ending to the perfect Ew. date night. <laughs> I fucking run. Right? So we've, I managed to hold it or whatever. I'm doing like mind over matter and shit, but I literally. <laughs> mind over matter. I do the same thing. Like, just, but don't I fucking don't talk it, to me. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't yeah, feel it. You're fine. You're fine. Good. But don't fucking talk to me. Don't ask me no fucking questions because I yeah. will go off. So we get pulled up to the house i run i don't a homeboy he needs to still like back up the car and i'm like i jumped out i was like park the car in your own sorry <laughs> and we have two bathrooms okay mind you my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law are over watching the kids we have one bathroom that's the guest bathroom that's like in the dining room slash kitchen area so it's in the open area yeah 
The other one is in a room. It's his family. They've already smelled the shit. I was like, "Um, (laughs) this is your family. They'll make fun of me. So boom. I was like, (laughs) I ran to the room and I used the bathroom and I was in there for like 30 minutes. And I told him, I was like, tell your mom, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be rude. I'm like, oh my God. Sure enough, he's doing the same thing. He's trying to like, but you left me with these motherfucking kids. I got to go too. So he just left the door open. So by the end of it, we're both like like laid out on the couch. We put the kids to bed. What movie is that? That's like a movie. What movie? am i thinking about um oh no sex in the city where they have that french course or they went to indian food and they end up in the toilet no, all okay, night yes that one too but the one i was specifically thinking about is have you seen army wives when roland and the <gasps> yes, wife go yes, off yes 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 and then they oh have God, the baby and they're laid show. out like tr- like they were like Bianca, that was us and thank god we had just bought pjs at target so they were nice and clean so we had <laughs> got those from the car we had Ew. both drank pepto <laughs> waiting for this to pass and we, we just laid out on the kids soft play in the living room while the kids were asleep and we're like because we saw how to go yeah and i was just like what the fuck happened he like for a second there honestly we thought we had food poisoning because it was yeah. that bad um and we're just like this is not the way day night was supposed to end but we still had a good time regardless yeah. <laughs> it just it well, took at a least turn. you still went to date night and you had a good time yeah so we had to so while we we're sitting there in like our misery and shit right we were talking about misery Julio had heard this. I don't remember where he heard this, but he was telling me about this uh, couple that said the the secret to their long-lasting marriage, happy long-lasting marriage, was the 2-2-2 rule. What is Every that? two weeks, you go on a day night. Every two months, you go um, on a weekend or a day, at least a night, away from the kids. And every two years, you go on a week-long trip without <gasps> your children. It's the 2 2 So that's what we had decided right there. And then that, that would be our ultimate resolution yeah. this year for our marriage. Every two weeks, no matter what date night, we have a standing date for date night. Love it. Every two, maybe not every two months because of COVID and stuff, but we will be taking our first weekend trip without the kids this year. We oh are building God. up the are convent. Really? Yes. What are you guys thinking? Um, we're thinking probably like after my birthday because we can't really do anything yeah. for my birthday. Um, probably just taking a small trip, maybe to Big Bear, like Palm Springs or Love something. That. Just we're one away. weekend. Yeah, just a drive away. So because you know, it's, uh, it's so hard. Let to me tell you, kids, once you do one, you're gonna never want to. Well, stop. you told me once I lost anxiety over leaving my my kids yeah. for the for the day or whatever when my mother in law picked them up for that whole day. I was like, when are you gonna do it again? Like, yeah. like <laughs> I'm ready these with kids. <laughs> so I feel like that is something when we're talking about like goals and stuff right we had hardly any date nights other reasons too right yeah. pandemic i had just had a baby he started a new Working job a he was a nurse in the icu so you know time didn't allow us to but we realized that is something we're definitely going to overcorrect this year and yes. we're going to have a standing date night every two weeks because there's nothing that. like that feeling of going on a date with your husband yeah ethan and i are like really big on date nights we maybe even too much sometimes <laughs> um we literally have lived for date nights ever since we went on our, like, after we had An- Vivian. Not so much as Annabelle. We didn't do a lot of date nights with Annabelle. When we had Vivian, we um, literally just date nights at least every other week. Listen to our topic, basically, for today, right? Which is yeah. marriage and the mother freaking pandemic. I have been wanting to talk about this for a while because it is... You've heard the, the pandemic made or broke you. So I'm going to ask you, Bianca. Ask me. The marriage and the fucking pandemic. You hear people, like you said, say all the time, it either made or broke your marriage. Because it makes you face... I feel like being with each other a lot makes you face um, problems that you can no longer avoid if there was any. So how would you say, if at all, the pandemic affected your marriage? I want to know. So Ethan obviously still worked. Um, I was not working at all. Like Mm -hmm. zero... Right. Wedding photography, they shut all that down, right? Was shut down from mid-March to about mid-May, I'd say. Shit. It, I, it was really bad. I was literally home 24-7 with the kids. And then um, 
later on, Ethan ended up getting rummed because he got in contact with somebody who had COVID. Um, so they gave him, you know, two weeks working from home. And so he was home all the time. I was home all the time. The kids were home all the time. <laughs> it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. I honestly, we fought so much more. Because at first we were excited. Would you say like fighting or bickering? Bickering like a bitch. Yeah. It was just like any little thing would just like, we'd we'd find something to disagree about. And it was just a pain in the ass. And then um, it wasn't until I remember going to you and telling you like, dude, like Ethan and I are not the type of couple. Reaching our limits here. Yeah. Like Ethan and I are not the type of couple who fight a lot. Like we don't even bicker a lot. We're we're honestly being 100% honest. We're the type of couple that like. We, we do not fight months on end. We have one big blowout, and then we do not You've fight again. That, you're like, yeah. we're due for a big blowout. Yeah. We'll be coming sometime And we soon. were due for a big blowout. I mean, it had <laughs> been a minute. So I knew that, like, one, that was, you know, lingering. And then, two, the we were just together all the time. There was so much more to find, to argue about. So I, you think about it, right? Like, if just living with someone as much as you love them because this yeah. goes for your brothers your sisters your even your kids they have habits that annoy the shit out of you oh my god yes but like imagine being exposed to it 24 7 at least you're like <laughs> ah, he'll go to work in like a little <laughs> yeah. bit and then i'll be able to deal with it afterwards See, ethan when he is home a lot um and this happened this the last time something like this happened is when i gave birth to vivian um oh when he had home for two weeks right yeah like, he was home for paternity? too long sometimes when he comes home when he's home for so long it's like Yo, go back to work. Like, <laughs> make me miss you. Give me a break. I need a little break and just a little one, just a little teeny one. I just need a little space. You know what it was? The kids were up my ass all day. My husband can be, <laughs> as much as he probably won't agree with me, he can be very needy. Uh huh. Um, like, if he wants to take a nap, I have to take a nap with him. You uh. know, if I eat, he needs to eat. Like, if I don't eat, then he won't eat. Or if he doesn't nap, if I don't nap with him or at least lay down with him, he won't go take a nap. Like, right. he can be very needy, too, in, in different ways than I am. Yeah. And so it just like everyone was just so far up each other's ass during that time. <laughs> I couldn't stand my kids. I couldn't stand my husband. I couldn't even stand myself. Uh-huh. I was annoyed with myself at certain points. Yeah. It's just too much of one thing with no change or anything to look forward to. It's like they call it cabin fever. Cabin you get cabin fever. Fever. Fuck but dude. I feel like for you, it was complete opposite, right? Because oh, yeah. Julio, pandemic hit, and that's like, he was Julio, gone. Was, it was his time to shine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was a bad bitch. Okay, so like, okay. Tag me in, coach. For us, it was a little different. Same same issues, right? Like the bickering and stuff. But we had a whole lot of stuff hit us like right at the, the start oh, of the pandemic. For God, those that do don't know, know we moved back into our home on March 1st. Yeah. I went into labor March 3rd at like midnight or like 11 o'clock Way and then gave night. birth on the 4th. Two weeks later, 12 days later, we went into lockdown. Um, so we had, a, I mean, our house was unpacked. We had a freaking newborn. We had an 18-month-old. Oh. You were getting used to being a stay-at-home mom. I had never been a stay-at-home mom before, so I was you used to being a stay-at-home mom. Working full-time. Yes. And you just finished your last Just finished course. the last semester. And mind you, like that last like few months from August to September, I mean, August to December, I was working full-time. I had help with um, Benjamin at least, but I was still obviously a mom. I was very heavily into my um, last trimester of pregnancy. I was taking five classes in order to finish my bachelor's. On top of that, I had like these, uh, my heart set on going to grad school. So I was really, really set on getting straight A's. And so that was taking up all of my time. And then boom, everything just stopped. As soon as I finished my bachelor's, I realized I'm going to be a stay home mom. I stopped working. I started staying home, but then we were also going through a really big move. And like I said, three days after our move, I I went into labor. So it was a lot. But then on top of that, 
you know, I'm recovering from having a second baby, which the second recovery was so much harder than the first. My husband just gets called away at that point. Like I, he had two weeks where he was home after I gave birth. After that two weeks was up, not only did he work his regular job, he worked a second job. Yeah. Working like the, in the COVID the ICU. Job, yeah. Unit. yeah. A contract, a travel job. This is when he got into traveling basically. And I hardly ever saw him. So I yeah. was on my own. I probably didn't, he probably didn't start staying home until, or like get a break until July. July was the first time he had like a mini vacation. The end of July. Remember I kept yes. saying the end of July, early August, we're going to get a little break. And sure enough, he was home for like two and a half weeks in August. Yeah. Cause I don't through the grace of God or whatever, they kept pushing back his contract. Um, and it ended up working out perfectly because yeah. we got like a nice little vacation, but still like, I mean, that was a fucking lot. Never seeing my husband was hard. Cause not only did I not get to see him, it was, um, it was the fact that like, I had no help with the kids whatsoever. Cause yeah. remember he works from the time that they, before they wake up to after they go to bed. Um, and like I said, it had been Julio and I had not gone on date and we went on one day night in January for his birthday. We did not go on a date night again, just us two without yeah. kids until our anniversary in August. I remember this. I remember we we're on FaceTime because like we literally spent all day on FaceTime. Yeah, together, that's all we did. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I remember you called me and you never told me that you guys were like bickering a lot, but you were telling me you guys were having we were you, there was edge. a lot to disagree about. Yeah, we were just on edge. And I remember we telling you out with each other. Finally, I was like, when's the last time you guys like because that's what you told me. When Ethan and I, because Ethan and I went through ours during, I think, June of the pandemic. Yes, yes, yes. It was I in remember June. This. I remember you telling me, like, you were fucking honest with me. You're like, okay, but are you looking at the bigger picture? And you kind of broke everything down for me, argument by argument, why you he felt that way, why I felt this way. And then when you came to me with the same kind of issue, I straight up told him, like, well, when's the last time y'all went on a date night? Yeah. And you were like, it's been a fucking minute. And Dude, I'm like, it had been since you need January. To go. You need to go on a date night. You need to get away, because even though, for a minute, because I feel like you started bickering the most when you had those two weeks vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. everything was fine. Because, you know, you could basically avoid the issues until then because he yeah. wasn't home. Yeah. And I'm just trying to survive the day and focus on being a stay-at-home mom and recovering. And then I made the choice to fucking breastfeed my kid mm -hmm. with a toddler. Yeah, that's rough. Like, it was, it was, it was tough. But... I was like, okay, you know, and then he's working and it's like, you know, things are going great. But like, then you get home and it's like, oh, we have a lot of unresolved things mm -hmm. that we need to speak about. Okay. That's what it was. I remember you would always have like small, um, not arguments, but you guys would talk up. You would, you had a lot you needed to discuss and yes. talk about, about like your future and stuff that I feel like was weighing heavy on you yes. but because you never want to send your husband off to work when you guys are arguing. No of one wants course, to do that. Exactly. And so he was and working all the time. He, and he was, and here's the thing, even when he when got home, when did you have time to argue? I was exhausted too. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about this right now. I'm fucking tired. I needed sleep I, before she wakes up know, again. It's funny. I'm getting like flashbacks. Today. I even remember telling you, you guys need to get out, even if it's just to argue about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, telling you, you that. Tell me you need to have a blowout because or you're like, we talk about it all the time. Like, yeah, but you talk about it when you can't really get deep into it because the kids are running around. The, this exactly. baby's need, this baby needs a diaper change. Or she's latching herself like, onto my boob, and I'm still trying to have a serious conversation while yeah. she's playing with my freaking nipple. Nipple. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like in front of your spouse. Like, yeah, hey, cool. That is, you know what? That is 100 percent true because that's when we went to Home Depot and I called mm -hmm. you and I had like a breakdown because I was like, we need to talk about this because our our future was like really up in the air, and this is what Julio and I have always talked about how work and uh, work life balance was so important and obviously mm -hmm. during the pandemic that was not the case because his job you know really thrived during this time yeah he was really needed at work so 
Like, don't get me wrong. Yes, we were reaping the rewards of it. But, like, at the same time, there was nothing fucking to do. It's not like we could take a vacation. Yeah. And at this point, I couldn't take my kids anywhere. We were completely yeah. and totally on Stuck. lockdown. So when that date night happened, Bianca, for anniversary, remember I was telling you? Oh, my God. Like a fucking night and day. Reset it button. was like a switch that and went off. ever since then, we have decided, because it's he's still working a lot, um, we decided to pull back just a little bit. We need to spend more time for us. But I'm telling you, after this last time, we were like, 2021 will absolutely be the year of us. We and are it going needs to, to be. We need to. Like, we have you kids. And we Crystal, have jobs. Crystal, you and Julio. I was scrolling through your Instagram because I was looking for a specific picture of Benjamin the other day. It was like a week ago. And I went way back in your Instagram. I like scrolled way too far. And it was just like when you and Julio were together. And I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, damn, y'all did everything. You guys were Dude. traveling and going here and going there and going to restaurants. You, like, you guys did so much. You guys were such an active couple. And yeah. I feel like when you guys had kids, it completely flipped on you guys. Oh, absolutely. Or it when you like, got married, I'd say, even. Yeah. It was it was a lot. When we got married, then, you know, like, the life adult starts happening. Comes in. Yeah, like, you get a house, and now you have to make your mortgage. And then we decided to have children. And then guess mm-hmm. what? I was still finishing up school because I decided I was not going to quit and go, like, keep yeah. forging through. I had decided to start working. It was like... It was a lot. It was so much more. Life just happened very, very quickly for us when we were almost like in this like great bubble of like yeah. just traveling and just it was so easy. We were talking about like, which will bring us into like another topic we're going to talk about later on not episode. in this episode. Yeah. yeah, about motherhood and identity. But like, damn, dude, like we we talked about it and just being very, very honest, like even just what the date night we went on two yeah. nights ago about how like we had to sit down and have a conversation about like, okay, we're not connecting. There is a disconnect here. Where are we offbeat? And it comes from not spending any time together. We used to spend a ton of time together and we're a couple who generally enjoy spending a lot of time together. Yes. So, um, we had decided, okay, like year five of marriage was a lot, a pandemic, a new baby, um, moving pregnancy, school work, the, the demands of work for him. It was time. We were very like offbeat in 2020. So in 2021, we're finding our rhythm again. Because are we, we had a very serious talk speaking about that, about like seeing, you know, we've seen some couples really thrive during this pandemic and mm-hmm. we've seen some couples like really lose it. Like, yeah, just their relationship just didn't make it. People we know personally. Yeah. And we had talked about how, as we obviously adore our kids and our, our kids are our number one priority, but we had always talked about like how when we made vows and when we went on our honeymoon, we had a very deep conversation about how our marriage is the number one priority because without our marriage, our kids will like not have the stability that the they foundation need. will completely crumble exactly. to pieces. Everything starts with our marriage and we are both, I feel very committed to our marriage. Like I know you and Ethan are where it's like, I love you so much. I want to make this work because I love you. Mm-hmm. It's not for anything else. You know what that reminds me of? Um, I know you don't listen to country music, but um, I started to a little okay, bit. Maren Morris. I'm in the mood. Maren Morris. I love her. She's amazing. What's voice. her name? Maren Morris. Morris. She sings a song. I forgot what the song is called, but um, there's specific in the chorus. I love the song. It, it goes, um, when the bones are good, the rest don't matter. Yes. And I'm like, girl, that speaks to me. Yes, like, ma'am. One thing that I can say changed my marriage so much was losing the mentality that I need to keep everything to myself. Mm-hmm. I can't let anybody else know what's yes. going on in my marriage because then they're going to judge me or people are going to think I don't have a perfect it's marriage. It's ammo that they're going to use no, against me for I'm later on I'm not saying go and blast your shit on social media. Yeah, no. But have Crystal, your trustworthy person. I, okay, for example, when I was going through that shit with Ethan, I used to never really tell you the issues Ethan had until yeah. after we have resolved it. Right? Yeah, of course. No, I finally went to you because I was kind of like, mind you, I feel like I've grown a lot as a human too and I'm not, I can oh, care two yeah. shits about what people think now. But I went to you and I'm like, Crystal, like, 
this is what's this going the fight on. we had yesterday and we're still not over it like yeah help me figure this out talk me give through me this. an outsider's perspective yes but someone i think but i told somebody you this that you trust someone exactly. that you know for you're a talent fact. you're no judgment person no judgment i think i've told you this before about like i have two no judgment people and you know you're one of them that i know that like those people you can go to that you can talk to about intimate things like your marriage right yeah about like if you were going through a rough patch or something that you absolutely know are not that are almost like in your corner to yep. the point where it's like they want get your shit together for both they of want you. what's best for both of you get your shit together like there is no like well girl like let me tell you and let me tell you well, what my so-and-so. man would never do that exactly. or if my no. man did that you yeah. need and that's what i told you i remember when you and ethan were going through the thick of that little thing it's like by the way 2020 I would like speaking of that date night, um, I was telling Julio about like, I've always been in very into like the psychology and growing of the self, but like I yeah. really dove deep into it because Love I had a it. lot of time in 2020. You're a different person and, in 2020. Oh, absolutely. And because of the, the uncomfortableness of growing, but I've decided it is a totally uncomfortable it. to grow out of your comfort zone. But, absolutely. um, I had decided to like, um, when the, obviously the kids are a little bit bigger, but I definitely want to get a second bachelor's in psychology, but I want to get my master's in psychology yeah. to hopefully be like a therapist. Um, Dude. Yeah, I would, I would, I should be paying you for my therapy <laughs> sessions. Like, and this is what I told you. Remember when I was like, outsider's perspective, this is what I see from your marriage. And it's, and it's never coming of a place of judgment, right? Mm-hmm. It's never like, um, well, let me tell you what you could be doing better. It's like, no, these are some outside factors that I notice that when this person's around or when you do this or when you guys are doing yeah. a certain TV, there's tension. Like, yeah. and this is how you fix it. Cause when Julio and I were going through our little thing too, and I was telling you, it's like, I, I don't know how to approach this. You were the one that gave me the perspective mm-hmm. on like, first of all, you need to just like, like flat out tell your husband this. Yes. And like there, and like, you understood where I was coming from too, which I was knew nice. where you were coming from. But then I also, I love Julio so much that I'm like, no, my sister's not, you know, stepping up in this part too. Yeah. Like absolutely. an un, an unbiased person who is not going to judge you find that person and don't be afraid to confide in this person. But also be careful who this person is. Be yeah, very, absolutely. you know, mindful of who you choose because to confide in. Because you're giving in. them very, very intimate yeah. uh, details See, now, my life. sister I know is never going to judge me. I know she's never going to yeah. do anything to hurt my marriage. She's only going to want the best for me and for my kids and her, you know, goddaughters. So. I'm, I'm, you know what? Someone who is extremely invested in, in your, life. your marriage. Like, yeah. I know you and I have had, like, conversations. Not just your marriage. The unit. The, the family. The unit. Your family. Because, again, my family, family disin- my marriage disintegrates. So does my family, in a way. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. My family like, unit that we've built, at least. And the, the life you've built and I feel like yeah. that is part of like what this pandemic has done for a lot of people it either shoved your problems in your face and you could no longer not face them I know Julio and I got on a much better page about our future when you and I talked about that yep. because then I was able to flat out just tell him like this is what I'm thinking whether it comes off unsupportive or not yes this is what I'm going to tell I you think I you feel were so caught up in trying to be the most supportive perfect wife I'm like no at one point you also need to tell me how you feel because then you're going to grow resentment exactly and then once you did I feel like you guys are on the same page because understanding that in not just in a marriage in any relationship right like when give... you are being supportive and you take on that supportive role mm-hmm. and being a supportive of dreams is so important and critical to marriage but at the same time if uh it also, you have to understand that when you're playing that supportive role, there are sacrifices being made on your yeah. end and those sacrifices need to be said. And I think in your case specifically, um, whenever you did tell Julio how you felt and whatnot, it just put him in your corner more. Like oh, realizing, yes. like, you know, you know what? what? That's the perfect way to put it. My wife feels this way. Let me, where can we meet in the middle here to where I'm happy and you're happy? Yeah. To where you feel like you're not sacrificing so much, but I can also reach my goals and dreams, you know? Uh, absolutely. I freaking love it. I, I love this it. This is, but this is like the health and fucking wellness podcast over here. <laughs> health and wellness. 
But this is this is what I love about this, right? Because like these are the th- the very honest and raw, real things about things that happen in marriages, even in the best of marriages. I hate to say this, but like I feel like just like you and Ethan, Holy and I are in a very solid foundation. And at mm-hmm. no point was I ever worried for my marriage. Yeah. No. That, oh, yeah, but these yeah. are normal lives up and downs yeah. that you need to discuss. And like these are things that like if you don't talk about them and talk about them early, you don't want to find out. Like when we were talking about this a few days ago on date night, when we were talking about mm-hmm. how like we love the way 2020s has really brought us together in the sense of like, we're ready to like conquer 2021 together mm-hmm. and put ourselves uh, like our, like, you know, you say prioritize your mental health and yourself. Well, we also have to prioritize as us as a couple, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, we talked about, I told him, I was like, the last thing I would ever want is for us to be 10 years down the road, not talk about this. Cause we're both so caught up in trying to be like super supportive of each other and not like being that person that ever wavered in their support. Yeah. And then 10 years down the road, one of us does something we regret. And then because we love each other, we choose to work on our marriage. We go to counseling. And then when we get to the root of the problem, what's going on, it's this. Yeah. That we didn't speak to each other about, I was growing resentment towards you. Because I was trying to do because this. Because I was you trying were trying to do, to do this. That, and and you was, were trying to do that. And I was trying to do that. There's no like, communication. And then by then, it's like, although, yes, you may work on your marriage and you may come out better on the other side of it, there's still always this hurt that took place. So yeah. to avoid getting there first, let's work on the hard stuff now. Absolutely. Have the uncomfortable conversations. Have those uncomfortable conversations. I love that. But then let's not let's let's not completely throw our husbands under the bus here. <laughs> <laughs> there were some really fucking good things that we learned about our marriage in oh, 2020. Yes. Like yes. I'll go first. I it, I already knew that Ethan and I needed our alone time because at that point we had already been doing date nights and trips and stuff. But it solidified how much I don't know. It kind of made me feel good that we need that time together. Yeah. Oh, and that uh-huh. all it, right. Like it almost feels good to know that it's good to know that I need my husband I time. Need each other before we're with each other because we love each other, not because we have the kids. You yeah. know. Yeah. Like, it sounds weird, but it's true. No, it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. You don't like. It felt nice to know because I have. I've heard this. Like not me personally, but like yeah blogs vlogs all the whole nine and people like talking about it and they're like i realized in 2020 how much i was like i'm fine being without him or i'm fine being without her and it's like this is what they realize like is this how and i feel like it opened a lot of people's eyes to like how are you going to live your life are you going to live your life in fear so people decided to take that leap and leave their relationships leave their marriages like whatever whatever because it made them realize like i am fine without you do i want to be in a marriage where i'm fine without that person It made me realize the same thing where I'm like, I crave my husband and I crave the relationship that I have with and him. And you know what it made me realize too? That you don't need to have all the money in the world to go on a dinner and pay mm-hmm. babies. Get creative with your date nights. Like what you guys did um, on Monday, you picked a food and you sat in your car, watched a movie in your car. Yeah. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be like Elaborate. a new thing every time or anything to, like as long as you're well at least for us i'm not gonna speak for everybody but for us just spending time together like we went to go um our last date night we went to cheesecake factory and then we went uh, christmas shopping and um it was fun just us two at target shopping and so much fun i always manage to sneak in target on date night (laughs) i just freaking love it you know it is it also taught like couples how to be creative because that's true like even like for us on monday nothing was fucking open we couldn't even you You know at one point there was at least sitting outside there wasn't even sitting Mm -hmm. outside anymore like we're like we can't go to a movie we can't do anything so what are we gonna do yeah our go-to was uh movies and dinner every night so we talked about marriage in the pandemic right Let's talk about because the other coin let's of Let's talk about the other part of the freaking pandemic that almost tore every mother apart. <laughs> Being at home with your freaking kids <laughs> with those day motherfucking in kids. and day out. Now, 
we had two very different perspectives. At least in the beginning, we did. Now yes. I think it's a little bit different. Yes. I our kids always, are a different age, too. Yes. I was always very much out and about with the kids. Yes. We got we out were very every big on single day. We always found something to do, regardless of anything. Pandemic kids, and especially in the beginning in March, everything I know was you shut told down. me that your kids were crystal Sorry, struggling there for crystal cabin fever my kids drove me freaking nuts because every single morning if you ask anybody the first thing Annabelle come does is she comes into my bed lays down she opens up my eyelids and she goes mom what are we gonna do today she knows that every day is an adventure yeah that's what we wanted her to that's that was the biggest thing I wanted to give her in her childhood right right pandemic kids and every day is not an adventure <laughs> every day is Sitting at home, finding arts and crafts at the Dollar Tree or going to Target and finding something to entertain these humans. That's yeah. not the TV all day. And just forget it. Oh. That's like you also have to teach these little humans that uh, in order to leave, now you have to wear this thing on your face. Yes. That you have a hard that time breathing and like the that's first, tough. The first outing we did was Target and it was it was probably oof, like six weeks after because for a long time only Ethan was going to the store. Yeah. Same um, thing. Well, it was only going to the store. Me and the kids were in the house the whole time and but once we kind of like, I don't know, just like, like we need to get out. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but we need yeah, to get out. Absolutely. Um, me and the kids, the kids, you know, they they had a hard time wearing the mask. Not so much Animal Vivian did, but she got used to it. Now she's a pro at it. Um, but I think one of the biggest challenges as a mother, not so much being with them all the time, because that kind of sucked too, <laughs> because I'm used to working. So I'm used to, yeah. even though I am a stay-at-home Having mom, some alone time. While I'm at home, I can work and the kids like fend for themselves, right? Um, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't, I didn't have yes. an excuse to ignore my kids. And then like, and the thing is too, it's like your kids weren't small enough. Like my kids mm -hmm. are where they couldn't ask for things. They were asking, yeah. they were asking, they were letting you know, Hey, I'm bored. Hey, and I need something to do. I think the hardest one was not so much Vivian, Vivian a little bit more now, but in the beginning, Annabelle, for sure. She, um, they got, they were in preschool and they went to the same preschool. I love their preschool. They love their preschool, love their teachers. They're amazing. Um, but when the preschool shut down, they still haven't been back. Well, Aunt Vivian has an Annabelle. It goes to a new preschool now, but um, Vivian's preschool still is closed. That's insane. Annabelle is such a social kid. Annabelle literally she's a social butterfly is, for sure. Is Crystal um, as a child? I was the same way as a kid. And having to explain to my daughter that she can't see her friends or teachers or anything was so hard. Even now, when things are shut down again, it, it breaks my heart because. They even just telling Annabelle that they were on spring or uh, winter break for school. <laughs> she got so sad. She was crying. Mommy, I don't want to go to spring break and, or winter break. Mommy, I don't want to do this. I'm like, you know, even if it wasn't because of COVID, you'd still be on winter break. Yeah. She hates it. She wants to go to school. And but she's probably traumatized thinking like, okay, you said that it's time and, to stay in the house. What the fuck? Like, it's going to be long like last time? Is it going to be six, seven months? Yeah, because I feel like now she has a more per, like perception of time. time. Um so that really just, I mean, breaks your heart as a mom. Like, how do you, how do you sit there and tell your kids you can't do things that you should be doing as a child? Yeah. That you're, an, as a natural human being, you're supposed to be around other children, around other people, around doing this and going to the parks. It's part of your development. How do you tell them, no, you just have to stay in the house the whole time? Yeah. It sucks. And I feel like you offer a different perspective. So, so that's mine. Mine is going for you crazy. a slightly, slightly different perspective because I know, wait, before we jump into that, I want you to, because... I know this whole Zoom thing over like oh, school and Zoom or whatever. I know moms dreaded. were dying over this. I don't this. even want to hear the Zoom word. <laughs> I want so you to talk about word. your like small, like because you managed to get that Zoom time in because you had to because Annabelle's <sighs> preschool was on Zoom before they went back to in person. Yep. So I want you to talk about that a little bit because all I could see is the memes me online and I could feel the pain. Talk about that. <laughs> Crystal. Because 
my daughter so young. I'm the one that has to push unmute and mute. So I have to be paying attention. I can't even that sit sounds there like a nightmare. and like make sure her computer's on and then, hey, there you go, go do your schoolwork. No, I have to sit there, listen to this teacher, make sure when she calls her name, I am listening. Crystal, it was so hard because I do, and, and, and by the time she started school, we were still, I mean, we we're still in the pandemic, but I already started working again. So I was able to work. Ethan was gone. So I'm literally just stuck at home doing everything. Every minute of my day was accounted for, okay? I was a full-time student when Ethan was gone. Um, Full-time student, full-time worker, full-time stay-at-home mom. Full-time everything, okay? Plus now you have a daughter that's in school, so now now you're a stay-at-home teacher. Almost like a (laughs) teacher. Intermission. (laughs) Oh, okay. I guess I... Dude, I'm gonna leave that in there. <laughs> fucking shit, man. I'm approaching my 30th birthday and I fucking fell, and, and my back ain't the same, y'all. <laughs> Do your stretches. Go see your chiropractor. Because <laughs> just fell off the chair. I fucking kept leaning back too, and you're like, you're gonna fall. And there oh, I was pushing on the Man, that was the best thing ever. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> what were we talking about? Well, we're talking about uh, my perspective on <laughs> being with these motherfucking kids inside the motherfucking house. Okay. Oh Crystal. My oh, my God. My back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> my pride hurts more. <laughs> oh, get ourselves together. Crystal. Yes. How was it for you being home all the freaking time with your kids? Now, backstory, as of you didn't really freaking hear, Crystal went from um, school full-time, working full-time, to full-time stay-at-home mom. Yes. And that was it. So, like, that was a shift for her on top of the pandemic. Yeah, it was. So, it was a lot learning how to be a stay-at-home mom, I feel like. Because, okay, just to preface, like, I remember you telling me, like, it's going to be a big change. Prepare yourself. It it could take a toll on your mental health. I am really, really thankful that I absolutely love being a stay-at-home mom way more, honestly, than I thought I would. I feel like, I was very, very scared because I remember telling Holy, like, if I quit my job, I got to go find another one. And, like, Either way, I'm just, I'm happy that that worked out. But at first, I'm going to tell you, it was a little easy. At first, the pandemic was, I'm not going to lie, a little bit of a blessing. Not only did my husband have a ton of work, so we were doing good financially, but um, I had an excuse to say, oh, my baby's still very small. Mm-hmm. Um, and people shouldn't come around, right? Yeah. But that only lasted about a few weeks. And then I was like, okay. I need, like, I need interaction. I need adult conversation. I need adult conversation. My husband's gone, so I can't talk to him. But let me tell you, like, it was a whole other level being home with kids. Although, like, being a stay-at-home mom, you're home with your kids all the time. Having a husband that worked in, like, in the COVID ICU unit and him coming home every day and constantly being fucking scared of us catching it or my kids catching it. I remember you telling me, like, your little routine you had before he was able to come in the front door. Yeah. He had to go. I had to leave the side gate open so that way the garage would because our wash and dryers in the garage. He would have to strip down in the garage, put barbicide on his <laughs> fucking cat. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. I need to put my fucking leg down. I'm about to eat shit again, man. Okay, sorry, dude. Ahead. I have not fallen like that since I was a fucking kid. Um, uh-huh. He had to s- strip everything down. Barbicide put the scrubs that he had immediately in the washer. I had to put a fresh set of uh, PJs in the bathroom. He'd walk inside the house. Thank God we have a, a, a guest bathroom that leads exactly to the backyard. So he did not have to come like inside with us. Oh, and us. it had a shower too. So yeah, and perfect. it has a shower. So he would shower, strip down, disinfect there, then put on those fresh, clean PJs, and then... He would come inside and like, like do whatever he needed to do with the kids. The hard part about that, honestly, was was because in the, especially in those first few weeks, you know, she they're newborns, right? They don't Every have a minute. 
count. Absolutely. There's no set routine. There was no set bedtime for Camila at that point. So she was fucking losing her shit. You wanted that relief so bad. It's like, no. Immediately. And to see him walk through the door, Bianca, I wanted to boo boo bop his ass because he would fucking come in the door and be like, sorry, I still need to shower. (laughs) And you see me struggling with both kids. And at that point, (laughs) you know, Ben's also like, he was small too. He was small. He was adjusting to having a new sister around or whatever. So he wanted my attention whenever Camila wanted my attention. So I remember this one specific day. Camila is like, it's like six. No, it's like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. Ben is getting ready to go to bed. So obviously he's got the bedtime cranks. Mm. And then like Camila has no set bedtime at this point. And she's crying her witching hour. That's what it was. Her witching hour was so strong. And so they're both in my ears crying. He's looking at me and he's like, I'm so sorry. I still have to shower. Runs inside, showers as fast as he possibly can. But when you're in the thick of that, it seems like they're showering for fucking hours. Oh my God. Yes. I literally have tears down my face because I was like so overwhelmed and I'm like, and he couldn't relieve me. He had to wait to completely you disinfect. You know what I think must have been the hardest too? Because I know for me being a stay-at-home mom, going from one kid to two was really hard. I couldn't imagine going from pretty much from zero to two. Yeah. Because I had full-time help with my son. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So mm. it was like, oh my God, it was so hard. And I remember just like feeling so angry with him that he got to leave the house and like, have obviously not just that, but something he's super proud of, right? He was yeah. very proud to work in the COVID unit. Like this is his time to shine. And like, but to also me going through this really big transition of being a stay at home mom. I think on a personal level, mostly like, yes, yeah, stay at home mom. But like on a personal level, going from being so freaking busy yeah, and tired because you were pregnant when you um, oh, I was fucking exhausted were finishing up your bachelor's and working full time and yeah. had Ben still on the weekends. You were so fucking busy. Going from being incredibly exhausted and busy all the time to your life kind of just halted. Now it's a different kind of busy. Not just that. It's going to being like, okay, like I'm going to say this and it's going to sound awful the way it's going to No, I won't. I already know what you're going to say. We talked about how when you're doing things in your life, right? Like, okay, I saw this TikTok that said, in order to survive being a stay-at-home parent, work at home parent, anything you have, you need to pick your four. You can either have your house clean, oh, you can give your attention too. to your yeah. kids, you can give attention to your husband, or you can have dinner made. You can only have two in a day. Yeah. Pick so if two. you, yeah, if you gave attention to your kids and you decided to make dinner, your house is probably a fucking wreck and you have no time for your I husband. I love that you idea. Did, yeah. It, it's just, the, it's the fucking honest to God truth, right? Don't stretch yourself thin. So, um, that was the same thing for when I went to school. Like I said earlier, I was so stuck on trying to get the best grades possible. I did. I ended up getting on the principal's like Dean's list or whatever. I got one B the whole semester. What, what? And, but because I was also working full time and dedicating myself to those five Dude, classes, I couldn't imagine. being and, and pregnant, very heavily pregnant. Me being a mom suffered a lot because Julio took on the big yeah. burden of being the major, the main parent essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I went from like almost like having not having a break of being a mom because you're never having a break, but at the same time, kind of yes because Julio you had your did as much. Away in a way. Yes, Julio did a lot of the stuff for Ben when I was pregnant with Camila and, and going to work and going to school to make it easier for me. That I went and was like, boop, pump the brakes. You are now the full mom because you have no help from your husband, and you also have no interaction with anybody else. Like I could not interact with the yeah. rest of the world. Like we were all quarantined, and then like God, I'm. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like to go through that transition without a pandemic is one thing, but then you went through that transition literally, what, 10 days later? 10 days later, we went to the Full blown stay at home order. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like trying to figure out the mom I want to be. I'm I'm really happy with the way things turned out because I feel like yeah. I found my stride as a mom. Oh my God. Let me tell you, from the beginning of 2020 to now, like you are, you've done not only on like a, a, a motherhood level, right? Mm-hmm. On a personal level, you are a different human now. And I feel like even in 2020, like our relationship blossomed so much because yeah. like 
we kind of connected more on that mom level. Yes. Because yes. I feel like before it was really hard because when I would come down here with the kids, you'd always be working. Yeah. Um, always working. We or never had, had paper time. To do. Yeah. We, we didn't have time FaceTime all the time. Yeah. And so I feel like once you became a stay at home mom and I felt like you understood me more as a mom. Oh my right? God. After having two. Yeah. And then being at home and then realizing like schedules are everything. Um, yeah. Life just, I, I did. We connected on a deeper level because I'm like, ah, that's why you used to do that. Or yeah. oh, this is why you did this. Or this is why Which you can is, only meet yeah. at these times. Which like, is hard like to understand certain things when you're not a mom. Because you don't, you think one thing, right, of how parenthood should be, but it really is not anything no, like that. It's nothing unless you're <clears> in it. <throat> yeah, it's one of those so things you don't know unless you go through it. I can it. honestly say I think 2020 has brought... A lot of negatives. So many negatives that, I mean, especially even now, I mean, we're still tail end of it in the last two days of 2020 and um, shit just hits the fan. But shit hit the fucking fan today. Yeah. That's why we're all scatterbrained during this podcast, guys. Um, But like 2020 has just been kind of a shit show for us and our family Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I can honestly say, though, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that maybe that the pros outweigh the cons. Oh, 100 percent. I completely agree. I feel like my relationship, not just with you, but most of my siblings has just grown. Yeah. My relationship with my parents has grown. My relationship with my husband did a 180. Like, we always had a pretty decent relationship, I guess. But I feel like you... But um, I matured so much more. Yes, you matured, and I would say you met his patience. Yes. With patience. Like, usually he was the one being patient, and you were trying to figure yourself out. Mm -hmm. Now you're willing to be equal... Equals on that now level. We can, There's like, a lot more good that came out of so 2020. Much good. For Camila me was born. Camila was born. And let me tell you something. Oh, I'm going to be real like frank and s- put myself out there and say this. that like I had major gender disappointment when we found out we were having a girl. Oh, I was not really? ready. I was not ready to have a girl. I really wanted to have another son. No, um, I did not want to have a daughter. I, I was scared to have. I mean, you know what it was? I was scared to have a daughter. Yeah. I was super scared to have a daughter. And the second that she was born. Oh, my God. The best, right? Girls are amazing. I literally, we want to have another baby. And I told her, like, I really, really need another son. I really want Camila to be my yeah. only girl. That girl is just like, the light she of- is like the, like, obviously Ben is like a different light in my life because he made me a mom. Yeah. But Camila just, I don't know if she just like, you know what it is? I don't you know think what it's they a say? gender thing. I think it's, it's just not a gender a, thing. Because yeah, I feel just, the same way with my girls. But because she's a girl, I feel like, God, I can't wait to teach you everything I yeah. want to teach you. Because there's only so many things I could teach Ben, right? I feel the same way with Annabelle. I love her so differently because she made me a mom. It was just me and her for a while. And yes. You guys man, we did everything together. She was young, but we still, man, I did. Yeah, I, you were doing it the was most the best. When Vivian came in, God, I love that girl in such a different way. Like that girl, yeah. she like completed me. Almost. You know what it is? It's uh, I feel like okay. You know that saying about like you hear people say that about like oh God had different plans for me. Mm-hmm. And he knew exactly what I needed. That girl, he sent her at the most perfect she, moment in my life. So now looking at everything in retrospect, Hindsight. the growing I did as a person. Began um, with who her. I became began so much with her. And I feel like if it wasn't for her, then I'm not saying you wouldn't have gotten to this place, but maybe it wouldn't have been as quick. No, not even close. Yeah. Um, both of my kids being at home with them has made me so much, not just a better person in general, it's made me a better wife, mm-hmm. but it's made me see things in a different way, but it's also made me feel comfortable with the yeah. mom that I am realizing like, oh, I, I know I'm this, doing my best yeah. for my kids. Like I am. You can... And I, I've said this before, how, like, I can never look back and be like, 
I didn't do this, or I wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have been more in the moment, or I, I can never. Yes, you know, and I feel like, and I told you that. Remember yes, when you I were debating love that saying that you said that you're like, I can look back and say I never missed I, a fucking second of my kids. I did the damn thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like with I wanted... Camila's first uh, birthday approaching, I've thought about that mm-hmm. about like this is another thing. You know, the pandemic is kind of taken away because we're gonna do a drive by for her, like a drive by yeah. birthday thing. Um, which is, by the way, side note, that's like another thing I realized too. It's like the other thing in the pandemic, I feel like when it comes to kids, it's not just us with the kids. It really hurt the kids not being able to be with their cousins Mm -hmm. and, um, in their grow relationships with other family members so much because we had to be so isolated. But I think about that, like, I'm like, God, like my first initial thought was like, God, a full fucking year of this pandemic at this point, like, cause we're two months away from her birthday here. And she's not gonna be able to have a first birthday, but I'm like thinking, I'm like, you know what? Fuck the fact that she can't have a birthday, right? That's not important. She's happy. She's healthy. But the pandemic gave me something like just being out because I made the decision to stay home. I, it did not rob a minute of my time with her. Absolutely. I got every moment with that girl. And even though you like weren't able to do like the outings and all that in the beginning, I feel like you realize how simple life can be, right? Like oh, how simple, yes. like even just for the kids, like they don't need all this extra stuff. They don't need a big party. They don't need, yes. you know, tons That's of outings. That's what it is. Like, it made me reflect on how you need to be happy too with, it's okay to want more. It's okay to go after more, but you also need to learn when to be happy yes, and when okay. to slow down. That's what it was for me too. It was more of a, I really had to take, because I've always been like more of a pessimistic person. Mm-hmm. I can always see the negative before I see the positive. I think this year taught me that unless I want to lose a whole year of my life, I need to learn to see the positive. Yes. You know what? Exactly. Like, look, you know what I'll tell you about going back to that thing we were talking about with Julio about deciding on our future and like needing to be more clear on what we're doing with our lives. It, this year, not only have I grown so much as a person and mentally and I'm in a different place maturity wise, but... I feel like it also really put into perspective my future with my family and what I ultimately want. And it's not like we need the cars, we need the clothes, we need the hoes. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like you don't need, I know I can picture my life and what would make me happy. And that's what the future for us is going to hold. Cause I was able to express that to my husband of this is what's going to make me happy. It's not like you making a certain amount of money so we can go on these vacations with our kids and like go three Mm -hmm. times a year, be able to take them on a whim. It's, it's so much more than that. I realized how much I genuinely enjoy being a mom. I, I can tell. I feel like I did not enjoy being a mom nearly as much when I was working and going to school. I, I've told you this before. Yeah. I realized now my biggest regret was not deciding to stay home with Ben when we couldn't find who was going to babysit him yeah. at first. Um, I really wish I wouldn't have, I would have spent that time with my son because I feel like, although I'm making up for it now, it still doesn't change the fact that I missed the first like year and a half of his life essentially. Yeah. Um, especially now knowing what it could be like when yeah. I was at home with him. Well, God, I wish I would have had that time with just me and him, but I'm making up for it now, but Damn, I my life is a hundred and eighty percent. You're so much happier. Different. Now. I'm a hundred percent happier now, and it is so different than if you would have asked me what I wanted for my life even just a year ago. It is a completely and totally different response that it is today, and I can say with full confidence that what I want for my life right now is what would make me happiest. Yeah. Or even just screw the positive, right? Like, 
it's always great to be positive, but you know what? It, it more than anything, I think it's important to even if 2020 put you on your fucking ass and there mm-hmm. was nothing good about it, you're still here and you're still pushing. Yeah. So if you could survive that, now you know what oh your lowest God, yeah. can reach. You know what you rock bottom may look like, and now you know what I can fucking make it. If this is rock bottom, I survive rock bottom. There's nothing I can't fucking do and take that mentality into Boom. 2021. Boom, bitch. We about to get into some motherfucking tea time. Let's tea time, but burning question edition. Yes. So. Crystal, I'm going to ask you, I think you saw this question on TikTok, Yes, I did. And I thought it was a really cool question. It's a fun way to flex a little bit, you know? So, Crystal. Hold on, our mom is coming in. What's up? What is something you're proud of, but never had an excuse to talk about? So, what can I brag about? All right. You can literally anything. I literally, I have this story in my arsenal. Tell the story. It was, the year was 2011. Right, because I was 20. Yes, 2011. I was with this friend. We were... Let's call her Curly Sue. Curly Sue. I was with Curly Sue. And Curly Sue and I used to hang out a lot. And we used to go out to a party. You know, just like normal 20-year-olds, whatever. A party. You know, uh, you remember... Oh, by the way, do you remember the chain text? Like, party in this, like, whatever. Ew, so <laughs> It wasn't one of those, but yeah, I was just... It brought me back. So anyways, she knew this. It, this was like a guy she was talking to his friend's party. So it was just like, we were just... We literally didn't know anybody there. She was just talking to this dude. And it was his friend's party. His parents were out of town. And I remember it was in Linwood. And so I was like, oh, okay, the ghetto. Damn, let's you go. was up in Linwood. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's go. Sounds good. I'm always down for a good time. It was just me and her. So her and I or whatever, like, are drinking schmishmoshas because we were some fancy bitches. Just, I think we were just trying to be, like, different or whatever. A god cringe, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm different. different. I'm different, yeah. bitch. Yeah. I'm different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She just let me hang. Get it, girl. So Sorry, I'm balanced. Anyways, long story short. You had like a flashback to for a minute. <laughs> we're dancing. We're having a good time. We, we're just having such a good time at this party. Anyways, the front doors are closed. People are coming in through the back. So one of the friends of the guy whose house it was was like, hey, there's people in the front trying to get in. And they, they kind of look like they're part of a gang. I don't know who these motherfuckers are. but Because this was like a nice like house, right? I've never seen like a house like this in Linwood. So I was like, that's weird. Her and I are sitting or in the living room dancing or whatever. So then, mind you, I am literally, like, my back is to the door at this point. Uh-huh. I, like, felt the door when it hit me, like, because it was opening up. He goes outside to tell these people, like, you can't come in. I don't know who you are. Because it was just invite only. Yeah. So he wasn't letting randoms come in. So these guys, or whatever. So he goes, nothing's, like, no one thinks anything about it. He leaves outside or whatever. The music's going. We're dancing. Mind you, I'm a little tipsy by this point. And by, by this point, right, I had just gotten super into, like, Grey's Anatomy, right? So you're pretty much a doctor. I'm pretty much a doctor. I graduated from the <laughs> university, medical university of Grey's Anatomy. Of Netflix. So, <laughs> so all of a sudden, like, I feel like obviously the door opened up and it hits me in the ass, like literally. So I was just like, oh, like he must, I'm just thinking in my head, like, oh, the guy's coming back in. Yeah. Like whatever. Not even thinking about it. I'm still dancing. Right. And while I'm dancing on this door, whatever. Yeah. What a hoe. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> the days. Um, and then suddenly the, okay. So the guy who owned it, who had gone out there to tell those guys they weren't allowed to come in, comes in and he's just staring at me, Bianca. Like it was like something out of a fucking movie. Do you remember when we went to class at one time and that guy looked like Jesus and he came up to us and just said hi and then left? No. You don't remember that when we were going to LACC? No, I don't remember that. He stared at me just like super like dead in the eyes. It was so fucking weird. Like, and I just remember like thinking like, oh, do you want to dance? Is that what's going on? Like, you want some of this? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you want a little salsa? So then he's like looking at me or whatever. And he's just like, his eyes are just like, and he's just like shivering. I was like, what the fuck is what? going on? And that's when I like, he lifts his hands up because his hands, they had stabbed him. <gasps> and his hands were holding and they were all bloody. And he like raised his hands to his face so I could see that he was bleeding because he couldn't talk. He was just like clearly in shock. What now I know fuck? he was in shock. That's actually kind of crazy. There was a couch because he had moved the couches back against the wall so there would be more room for the dance floor. Dude, I went into like hyper mode. Like I was like, I was like fucking Dr. Crystal over here. I was like super oddly calm. Yeah. And so I was like, he's calm. I'm calm. Almost like running off adrenaline. Um, I see the blood on his hands or whatever. By this point, now other people, people start panicking. This girl, I can hear this girl yelling because she's freaking out because he's been yeah. stabbed. So the Curly Sue is right next to me. I grab him and I walk, because I can't pick him up. I walk him back um, onto the couch and I take off my jacket and I like push, like put pressure with my jacket and I'm putting like all my body weight on the side of his ribs because they stabbed him a few times. I hadn't oh, seen this. Lord. And oh. so he's just holding on his friend. The one that Curly Sue is dating runs over or whatever. He's like, what the fuck? He's freaking out. He, I was like, you need to call an ambulance. And I'm like oddly calm. I don't know if it's because I was drunk and I yeah, was just maybe. like, I was underage. That so I was trying not to get caught. Bit. Yeah. You so, sobered up real quick. Yeah, I was a sober real fucking quick. I was like, you need to calm down. I was like, you need to call 911. So then Curly Sue gets on the phone. She calls 911. He's also calling 911. People are running out the house because they're fucking freaking out. One of his friends got into like, I had never, I didn't know this guy, but he got in like, like pissed off. Mm -hmm. So he ran out to the front to see if those guys were still there. I was like, you need to get back fuck in the house. You know what I mean? Calm the fuck down for a second. So I'm holding on to it. And the guy, I'm like, can you just talk to me? Like, what's going on? I was like, did you see who did it? And he's like, yeah, I know who did it. Yeah, I know who did it. He just kept repeating it. But he was like in so much shock. So finally, I'm holding on or whatever. Curly Sue is like, we need to get the fuck out of here because you've been drinking. I've been drinking. So we had a ride already waiting for us. Mm -hmm. By this point, okay. By this point, a guy who I was like kind of talking to showed up to the party. I invited him because I was just like, I don't really like anybody here. You can take me home tonight, basically, right? Ew. So, I, so this is so you know that that's how we had the ride. So, anyways, this guy had showed up and he was actually a friend of me and Curly Sue's. So he happened to show up at the party as the part as the things were getting crazy. People were like jetting out. By this point, the cops come. He was our ride. I was like, we're gonna have to leave your car here. Mind you, we had to walk past the cops and they were take like checkies. They saw that we were all yeah. underage. So I was like, fuck. So then I was like, okay, I can't just leave him. And as soon as the EMT took him, they're like, I got this. And then they're like, thank you. It. And I, me and her just fucking ran out of there so fast. We get in that guy's car, we head out. And then we're oddly calm still. And then as soon as we get past the cops, cause we're driving in the car, as soon as we get past the cops, cause our, our designated driver was sober, her and I just broke down. We're like, what the fuck just happened she goes what the fuck were you doing yeah. i had and i didn't realize like obviously like i had still my jacket with me because once the emt came they had all their own stuff so i took my jacket with me i had a bloody jacket Jesus in the car Christ. i was all fucking bloody i had no fucking like i just was just like an outer body experience yeah. anyways long story short a few days later we found out like i was totally fine um thanks to my quick thinking and For putting real? pressure no, and shit. yeah though. seriously he was totally fine or whatever gets out of the hospital gets his stitches like whatever whatever um i he texts me like a week oh, he after that. yeah you. he texts me because i didn't know him personally mm. um he texts me about a week later just saying thank you and I was like, yeah, no problem, whatever. Never spoke to him after that, which is really crazy. But he was literally like, thanks for saving my life. And I was like, yeah, no problem, dude. You know, that was it. But yeah, that was my fucking flex that I never get a chance to talk about that because yeah. no one ever asked me. Well, I feel like um, we're just going to end with that because I didn't <laughs> save nobody's life. <laughs> no, but for real, I think that actually is a fascinating story and something I'm so glad you told because... I can't believe I've never told you that story. I think you have, but you never went into so much detail 
I think. Yeah, yeah, I, but I, to yeah. this day, that that memory lives in my my brain. Rent free. Rent free. And I'm like, damn, dude, I really did that. I love it. But I remember when I brought, um, when I came back to the house, dad actually was home and he's the one that saw me. He's like, you need to take the bloody clothes out of here because it brings bad juju. So I remember I had to like throw all those clothes away and I just bought that outfit. I was kind of pissed. Did dad know? Yeah, I told him what happened because he asked me I was all blood. He asked me what happened. Obviously, he's probably freaking out. And I told him what happened. He goes, if it, especially since it's someone else's blood, you need to take off the clothes and you need to throw them away. They're not, they can't be in the house. They'll bring bad juju. So I was like, oh, okay. But I was, I was like, fuck, man, I just bought this motherfucking outfit. Forever 21, Liquid Mall. What the fuck? Well, I loved it. I think that's a great story. I'm so glad you got to flex a little bit on here. Everyone message hi, us hi, on hi. Instagram. Make her feel like a celebrity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you guys so freaking much for tuning in to our first episode of Messy Buns Coffee Runs of 2020. One. 20, yeah. <laughs> 2020. Um, I am so happy that we started this podcast in 2020 and we're continuing on into 2021. All right. Thank you guys so much again for listening to this week's episode of Messy Buns Coffee Runs. And we can't wait to drop the next episode for y'all. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.